Okay. Hmm. So welcome, participants, to the Unspoken Uncensored podcast. Now, I'm going to be doing it alone today. Today is just me. Um, my co-host, Aaron, couldn't be here. He had stuff to do. I didn't want to pry into his thing. So maybe next week when he comes back on, he'll let us know. unless they want to actually talk about it so i don't know how i'm gonna title this one i think i titled it what i think i titled it but yeah let's talk about um i'm just gonna go straight into it i hope you guys are being okay uh, okay anyway um let's talk about this whole thing about uh just loneliness in general and i don't know there's a reason why i wanted to talk about this Maybe I'll talk in depth about the reason. <laughs> but the thing is, in let's just get down into it. In today's society, right? We we push each other, or yeah, well, we push each other that um we always have to be in a situation where we have to be with someone, regardless if it's uh family, friends, or partner or kids, right? You always have to be in someone and in a lot of cases yeah that makes sense because we are uh as human beings we are social creatures and as social creatures because of how things were before modern technology before civilization you had to be in a societal situation to survive you needed friends family partners because without them you're literally dead and wild right if you think about it, we're like packs of wolves. Um, and packs of wolves don't like one wolf, they kick it out of the pack. And that wolf is now a lone ranger. And it's it's a uh, percentage of survival drops dramatically. It will be dead within the next few weeks because being alone, there's no way it can hunt and stay warm, stay uh, alive by itself, right? So you need a pack because with a pack, you're safe, right? Because you have people that have your back. And I understand that as humans, we need the same thing. Unfortunately, it's a thing where I believe it's pushed to an extent where if you're not in a certain group or you don't have a partner or you're at a certain age and you don't have kids, it's more of a you get judged for not doing so. You know, it's like, why aren't you like hanging out with your family all the time? Why don't you have lots of friends? Why don't you have a partner? Why don't you have kids? And there's almost a lot of pressure on you. And instead of like, I don't know, just it's cool to ask the question, but it's more of a the pressure of, why aren't you? And because you're not, people will treat you funny or people will treat you like, oh, there's something weird with you. What's wrong with you? Like you're some kind of, I don't know, some kind of strange ass thing. It's like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, um, a good example is uh, when I was younger, I guess when I was in college, I guess around 16, 17, 18, how... People were like, 
So, okay, so a good example is let's say I like a girl at that age and she goes, oh, so you don't have a girlfriend? I'm like, no. And they're like, why don't you have a girlfriend? Like, I don't have a girlfriend because I haven't found a girl that I want to be in a relationship with. And then I remember one of the, one of my friends were like, well, you should just go date anyway. I'm like, I should go dating. And they're like, yeah, because you need the experience of going dating. So just go and date. I'm like, but if I'm not, if I don't find a girl that I like, then why am I going to date her? You know, why am I going to put myself in a situation where I'm with a girl that I don't even want to date just for the sake of dating? That doesn't make any sense to me. Shouldn't it be like I hang around people that I like hanging around and if we end up dating, we end up dating. And then she found that weird. She's like, no, but you need to date because like girls don't want to be with a guy that's not had experience in a relationship, which I understand. But it's like, I understand that, that you want a, someone who's experienced in a relationship or experienced dating. But it's like, why should I just go on the dating for the sake of dating? You want to date because you want it to go somewhere. I don't want to pull someone along. So, so it's such a shame for her. And it's a waste of time for me. It's a waste of time for everyone. It doesn't make any sense. And it's a thing that just goes throughout society. Even when like, I'm in my 30s now and most of my friends, they have kids, they're in relationships. Good for them. Good for them. And, you know, some are not. I don't have kids. And it's like, I don't want to just be, like, be in that mindset of, oh, I'm at that age. I should be having kids now. It's like, I don't have to have kids. I have kids when I find the right person to have kids with. And if kids happen, then kids happen. Cool. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm at this age. I have to have kids because that's what has to happen. It's like, no, that is, that is not what has to happen. <laughs> like, and so we get to the thing of loneliness. Now, loneliness is like a double-edged sword. Because on the one hand, like I said before, we are societal creatures. And it's a good thing to be in a group. Because when you're in a group, your survivability rate skyrockets but in today's society it's also good because like remember we're not in the wild anymore like we're not in like oh if you're not together in a group you're gonna die it's like now it's like you you can survive without you know <laughs> you, you, nothing wild you ain't gonna have some no saber-toothed tiger coming out of the bush and yamming your ass you're not gonna get eaten you know and I think a lot of, and oh, so it's the connection between not mental health, because I don't want to say that it's a connection between you have to find yourself because especially because of social media, it's like a lot of people are so afraid of um, being alone that they do anything to get, you know, to get approval from anything or anyone else. It's like, show me that I'm worth something. I want to be a part of your group. I mean, we've said this many times within this podcast with religious sects and, um, you know, just wanting to be a part of a group so bad, you're willing to sacrifice your own, you know, freedoms just so you can be around other people. 
which I understand the urge to be wanted and to be needed, but you also have to like have the strength to be with yourself, you know, find yourself, be comfortable with yourself, live by yourself. I think that, I think that most of anything really shows the strength of a person. Like being able to, you know, is that like, when I came to Japan, I was going to get a share house and everything happened really fast. And it was still like complicated to understand housing situations. And I just wanted things to get settled because it was kind of getting a bit, it was kind of not chaotic, but I was kind of getting a bit stressful. So I was like, okay, let me just get the position. Let me just get the place and let me just chill because I'm tired. <laughs> so yeah. And being, being out and living by myself for the first time, it was, it was lonely. Of course it was, but I, it was also such a great challenge to see if I could do it. Like everyone, like I remember my mom was messaging me and calling me, are you eating properly? Are you eating right? Like if I live by myself, I won't be cooking and I'll just die in the next few months. Like mom, I'm a grown man. <laughs> I can take care of myself, which I did, which I did. And I took care, of my, took care of myself in another country, nonetheless, you know, like it was a good challenge to see, okay, I can acquire food for myself. I can cook for myself. I can pay the bills. I can get the furniture I need. You know, I can get to work on time in another country by myself. I can do it. But of course, also, I was lonely. I need to make friends. I need to have uh, some kind of little social group going on. Because I can't just, like, living by myself, I can do that. That's cool. But I also need, like, a social buffer. <laughs> I need, like, a little, little group, you know? Which I did go out and kind of find, which was cool. But then I had to move to Tokyo because I couldn't uh, stay in Aichi. So that was, ugh, that was a bit, ugh. And so now with this whole thing, with the whole um, COVID-19 situation, it's come to my attention how, or even myself, I didn't realize like how, like, I didn't realize how having to stay indoors almost all the time was going to affect me. Because it, I mean, it affected you guys too. It affected everyone. And it wasn't the fact that I realized it wasn't the fact that I was, I mean, of course, loneliness was a part of it, but it was the fact that I couldn't it feels more like you can't do anything. Like you have no control of your own situation anymore. You can't go out and do anything. You can't do anything. And I think that was more of the issue. Like that you just can't do anything. And that's what makes you feel low, make you feel down, make you feel depressed. And I think that's the confusion between like people not wanting to be lonely 
Because I feel like they believe that if you're lonely, then loneliness means depression. It's not the fact that you're alone. It's that you're alone. It's the fact that you're not doing stuff because you can do stuff alone and not be depressed because you're constantly keeping yourself active. If you constantly keep yourself active, then you, you'll forget the fact that you're alone because you're constantly doing stuff. You're constantly doing stuff. But if you're not doing anything, then you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the emptiness. <laughs> so it's just uh, like, it, like I got really like that's something I had to figure out, especially the year and a half of being in a quarantine. Like I tried to keep myself active and it affected me. It affected me. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling stuff I haven't felt in a while. Feeling the stuff I used to feel when I was a teenager. Bad, bad stuff. And yeah, man, it's affecting me now. And I know it's because of the quarantine situation. Because of the quarantine situation. And right now I'm talking to you guys. I got my second, second shot and I'm taking rest. I'm waiting for this fever to come up. <laughs> because I feel, I feel a bit weird. I'm not going to lie. Like... My, my head is a bit, a li little bit of a headache, tiny bit, not, not a major headache. My arm, of course, is muscle pain. My arm where I got the jab. And yeah, I still can't do anything because it's, it will still take 14 days to take effect. And then I'll be okay to do more normal stuff. So I still have to wait 14 days. Yeah. You know, actually be okay going out and doing stuff. But man, this quarantine. And so I guess it's not just about loneliness, but about the fact that um, what I wanted to talk about. I mean, it's, diff it's difficult to talk about. It's difficult because. OK, so like I was saying before, let's just continue with that thought. People get loneliness, like they, they associate loneliness with depression. And it's not that loneliness is depression. Like I said, if you keep yourself active, you won't even realize that you're lonely. So with depression now, that's, that's a whole different ballgame. Because, I mean, that stems from a lot of different factors that could have happened in your life a lot of different factors and people associate depression with a mental like you're, you're mentally unstable and this is this is the that is one of the key things that has fucked up many people in this society the fact that people go oh you're oh oh you're depressed that means you're 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 mentally unstable you're you're you have a mental condition and people don't understand that that's, that's not the case. That is not the case at all. That is definitely not the case. You have no idea what has happened in that person's life for them to be depressed. You have no idea what childhood they had, if they had parents or not, if their parents were abusive or not, if their parents, like, because... 
you can have parents that were abusive and that is of course oh they had abusive parents but you can also have parents that were too loving too overprotective that is also damaging to a child when you're too of anything is damaging to a child and the way they grow up because it affects the way they communicate in the outside world and then people go oh you have mental issues it's like no the the upbringing they had which is the core of their existence is now that foundation to whatever they do in their future you know their future travels and i want to you know take away that stigma of people who are depressed or down as people who are mentally unstable it's not mentally unstable not at all it's just that they did not have a good childhood it's like it's so hard to find people with decent childhoods and if you had a great childhood then count yourself lucky count yourself lucky I mean, and it's not even about having a good or bad childhood. It could be the loss of a loved one that can send you into depression, a loss of a pet, a loss of your job. Um, it could be not a loss that's not even your own. You can feel someone else's loss that made you feel depressed. Like it's a it's a fact that when you get into it. It's so hard to get out of it. <laughs> and even when you get out of it, it still has a lasting effect afterwards. So even though you're not depressed anymore, you still, what's the word? You're still affected by how you were once depressed, even though you're not depressed anymore. So it still carries over. It's like the think of depression as like, um, as a, like a hurricane, <laughs> it comes in and it destroys your house. It wrecks it, right? And then after that, a tsunami, tsunami comes and floods the place, fucks it up. Now you can come and you can rebuild your house on that same spot, but you still remember the hurricane and the tsunami that came and fucked it up in the first place. So even though your house is all fixed you're still feeling those effects as you know you still remember the hurricane and tsunami fucking up your shit that's what depression is that's what depression is it's a hard cycle to get out of like i was even playing uh what was it doki doki literature club if you don't know what doki doki is oh guys you need to <laughs> you need to play some doki doki i'm not gonna give spoilers it's kind of spoilers if I do talk about this. But if you if you haven't played it, you should go play it. Because Doki Doki Literature Club is a really, really good game. And there's a character in it. And what are the characters in it? They are facing uh, depression. And I think uh, playing the game or just you can go on YouTube and look at certain videos on it. This character, I think, is the best way to explain or to showcase what someone is going through when they're depressed. Because it's a thing where, when you're depressed, it's a thing where, I don't know, it's, it's so hard to describe. I wish I can find the quotes that 
uh, this character said. But you get into this mind space, right? That it's your fault that you must have done something bad for bad things to happen to you. Because that's what happened. It's like bad things happen to the person. And then, of course, it leads you to get extremely upset. And then you get so upset that you feel like maybe you deserved to be upset. And then it's almost a thing where you... Yeah, you blame yourself for bad things happening in your life. You feel like you deserve it. And then that pushes you deeper into depression. And then you might say, oh, why don't you talk to people about it? Well, here's the thing. Like I said, in society, especially today, um, people feel, it seems like people don't care. People just feel like, oh, you have like, mental disorder (laughs) you have mental issues and you don't want to come out and say it because you know as soon as you talk about depression people will just immediately start um treating you differently talking about you differently and it was going to be in a negative way and you're not prepared for people that you know and people that you don't know to start treating you like you're some kind of um health risk like you're gonna explode at any moment like you're a bomb threat or something like they don't want to they're just like they're stepping on thin ice with you you don't you don't want that you don't want people to treat you weirdly because that will make your depression even worse so you just hide it from them and then you say why don't you just tell your best friends the closest people to you ah but there's the issue the issue is you you your depression feels like shit Right, your your depression feels like it's 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 fucking you up. It's fucking you up on the inside. It fucks you up on like a on a spiritual level. Like it's fucking up your soul. That's what depression does. It fucks up your soul, and you don't want to share that with the people that you care about the most. You care about these people so much. You do not want that to be passed over to them. You don't want them to share in the pain. And it's a thing where you, it's almost like you want to protect them from the destruction that's happening from yourself. Because why, like, I care about this person. Why am I going to tell them about this pain that I'm feeling? Because then I don't want them to now have to worry about this pain and constantly worrying about me and then have to, like, no, I don't, I don't want that. And so you, you, you hold it on your own shoulders. This is your burden to bear. This is, your, this is the bed that you must lie in. And that's, it's a constant cycle. It's this constant cycle of um, just darkness. And it does get to a point where it, you just fall deeper and deeper into that cycle. It's like, oh, I, I, I feel so bad. Um, I want to tell someone about it, but then, you know, if you tell people about it, they're going to treat you differently and you don't want people to treat you differently. And it seems like they don't care anyway. Cause you, cause that's the, that's another thing. You don't want to tell people, especially people that you're close with, that you're going through something and for them to just blow you off because you, that will set you off to that. That would, that would devastate. That would devastate you. That would 
crush you when you're going through something and you talk to them about it and they blow you off or you don't get the kind of response you wanted to get and it 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 will crush you like you're not prepared for what reaction you might get <laughs> so then it makes you more lonely that you don't talk about your depression because you know and then it stops you being active as well no sorry it's the other way around so it stops you being active and when you're not active that's when you start to actually be alone and then that spirals you even to more darkness then then it's like makes you not want to talk to people more which then makes you even more lonely and then it's like this this swirling whirlpool of darkness that goes deeper and deeper down and then you get to a point where i don't know you get to a point where it starts to eat at you like you feel like um like it starts to eat at your emotions starts to eat at what feels like your soul and then you just feel like numb it gets to a point where you feel numb and you don't feel much of anything anymore like you like the pain it's just so much you you feel numb you anything else and the only thing you can feel is pain and it gets to this weird point where you don't want to feel the pain anymore but pain seems to be the only thing you can feel. So then it becomes this weird, strange love-hate relationship with pain. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want to feel this pain anymore. But I can't feel anything else but pain. And then you start putting yourself into painful situations just so that you can feel anything. Because pain seems to be the only thing you can feel, which stinks you even into deeper depression. And then it gets to a certain point where you're like, I don't want to go through this anymore the only way out is to you know unalive yourself to say that to unalive yourself and so i'm really trying to get to people that it's not a state of this person has mental problems it's a state of whatever they went through push them to be extremely sad that them push them into this cycle of depression and society is not helping because especially especially if you're a guy especially if you are a guy because like with the girls women that i'm hoping that are listening to this society doesn't care much about the emotions of men <laughs> unfortunately like society society doesn't care Society doesn't care about men and their emotions. Let me let me let me tell you let me tell you this, right? You're in a relationship. You're in a relationship. Like, and this is a heterosexual relationship. I'm sorry for the LGBT plus alphabet people out there of all the colours of the rainbow. I really want, by the way, um uh, a quick side note. We still really want to speak to a trans person because we really want to understand. We really want to open up these conversations. So if you're a trans person, please like let us know, reach out. We want to talk to you. Or even if you're just LGBTQ plus all of it, we, we really want to, we, we love these conversations. We really want to talk to you, but I digress. I digress. Um, 
So heterosexual relationship, right? So from from my experience, I don't know if other guys hope I think other guys can attest to this because I've heard other guys um talk about it. And I was actually listening to the No Chaser, No Chaser podcast. I think it was yesterday. And it came up there as well. And I was like, oh shit, these guys were talking about it as well. No Chaser, that's N-O-C-H-A-S-E-R. No Chaser podcast. We love watching those guys. Um, and listening to those guys, I should say. And it's a thing where, especially from my experience, every time I try to get with a girl, or I do get with a girl, I'm in a, some sort of relationship with a girl, it always seems to be the factor that the guy always has to constantly think about the girl's emotions. It's always, she always goes, oh, don't you care about how I feel? Don't you know how I feel? Don't you, don't you realize what I'm feeling? And first of all, it's like, well, no, because you haven't told me and I cannot read your mind. So I generally don't know what you're feeling. Can you tell me what you're feeling? So I understand. And secondly, when you are trying to find out her feelings, she's never at any point trying to understand yours. Like she never, never at one point. I mean, maybe, okay, maybe once or twice, but once or twice with the amount of girls I've tried to be with, <laughs> have I been in a situation? But all the other times I've been in a situation where she generally doesn't care about what I'm feeling or let alone what I'm thinking. It's always about her. It's always about... With, with girls, especially in this day and age, especially in this day and age. And I love the whole feminist movement, but oh my gosh, I'm going to talk, about, talk about that in a bit. But especially in this day and age, like women are just like care about me and my thoughts and my emotions. And it's like, cool, but what about the dude? <laughs> She's like, chase me, chase me. Prove to me that you're worthy to be in a relationship with me. That's how girls are like, how women are like. Prove to her that you are worthy. And it's like, cool. I do want to prove to you that I'm worthy for you. I want to do that. I want the chase. Let's go. I don't mind. But you do understand that in a relationship, it's a two-way street. You have to prove to me you're worthy for me too. You can't just be standing there going, prove to me, prove to me that you, you can handle this. It's like, cool, but prove to me that you're worthy of me wanting to chase that in the first place. And that's what women in this day and age don't understand. They always go, oh, what, what happened to chivalry? What happened to chivalry? Chivalry is dead. Mm, oh, men, men don't want to be chasing women. Men, men don't want to do it. It's like, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing? And that's society as a whole. Society just don't care about men's emotions, what men are feeling, because men are not supposed to feel. And it's like, and it's so contradictory and so like, like hypocritical because women, women complain that men don't know how to express their feelings. Men don't talk, men don't express their feelings. You don't even give men the chance. When have you ever sat down for a minute and thought, oh, how does my man feel? I wonder what he's thinking. Because you go, I, I bet he's thinking about that other girl. I bet he's thinking about leaving me. I bet No, 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 no. Actually talk to him and see what he's actually feeling. Maybe do that instead of 
putting shit in your own head and making shit mad complicated. Because this society don't give a shit about men's feelings. That's why when you see the unalive rate, <laughs> the unalive rate, the suicide rate, um, for men, it's way higher than women. It's way higher than women, men getting into depression and men unaliving themselves, killing themselves. Because society don't give a shit about men and their feelings because men are not supposed to feel, apparently. There's this... Um, there's this uh, status quo where men, like even, even now when uh, people are understanding that men, it's okay for men to cry, it's okay for men to express themselves, it's okay for men to, you know, just have a laugh on their stag do and wear a dress and just, just a laugh, we're just messing around, there's nothing weird about it, do whatever you want, have fun. It, even in a time like that, Society as a whole still doesn't give a shit about what men feel. It's always women and children first, and then pets, and then maybe men. <laughs> it's women, children, pets, then maybe men. That's that's the that's literally the order. That's how it goes. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you were in a family and the family was running away from a disaster. The man will have to save his wife, his child, and his pet before himself because no one gives a shit about the man. <laughs> and it, men feel it. Men feel it. That's why there's all of these... Um, what's it called? What are they called again? Oh, gosh, I forgot those guys. You know what I'm talking about. The guys that are so anti-female. Oh, what are they called? Oh, my brain's going blank. But you know, you know what I'm talking about. Those guys that are just so... Like blaming, blaming hot guys for the reason why they're not in a relationship and stuff like that. Because men all over the world are feeling the fact that they're just not, no one, no one cares. No one cares. So men are way more likely to fall into depression. And with women, women fall into depression as well, of course. But women are seen as, yeah, women talk to each other. Women are supposed to express their feelings and emotions. Hence why women get to be active, talk to other women, and get to talk about their feelings and emotions. I mean, my co-host Aaron said it a few podcasts ago. He was talking to one of his friends. She, she, he entered, quote unquote, her room, and she allowed him to let everything out. He unloaded all the shit that was going on in his life. Everything that was bothering him, he unloaded all of it. And she allowed him to do so. And she listened and she talked, went through it with him. And he was able to finally be somewhat free of the feelings and burdens that he was carrying all that time. And we as a society should let everyone do this, especially men. And there's a reason for that as well. So let's, let's talk about when... because. We didn't, we didn't talk about this a lot when we were talking about mums before, but also when, but okay, so when I was a child, and I've seen other mothers do this back in the early 90s, it was a thing where mothers, mothers didn't really allow boys to do, you know, much of anything, right? So when you're a kid and your mum's cooking or your mum's cleaning or doing whatever, she never asks you, her son, to help. 
Hey son, help me do this. Hey son, help me cook. Hey son, help me clean. Hey son, can you do this this way? Can you do that that way? It was always her doing it. So that when the, the boy turns into a teenager, and of course he, he hasn't been doing anything, then she complains, oh my gosh, you don't cook, you don't clean. It's like, where, where, was, where was the teachings? Where was the teachings? Why didn't you... Why didn't you cook? Like, I think I said this before, if you heard me. I remember going up to my mum. I was young. I must have been, what, nine or 10 around that age. I always ask her. She would be cooking. Hey, mum, do you want me to help you? You want me to help do something? She goes, no, I don't, I don't need help. Thank you for asking, darling. I don't need help. I'm like, are you sure I can help? She goes, no, it's okay. It's okay. I was like, all right. I go back into the living room, sit down, watch some TV, watch some SpongeBob or whatever's on. And then, of course, me and my sister's making noise. There was some dumb shit. Then she comes in and goes, why are you making so much noise? I'm there cooking. I'm slaving away. You guys are just messing around making noise. I'm like, I always do everything in the house. And I remember getting so pissed off. I actually stood up to her and went, I asked you hours ago if you needed help you literally said no i asked you three times you said no so what the hell are you talking about of course she got pissed at me but you can see in her face she was like oh yeah i remember he did ask to help me so how dare you how dare you use that against me that you're slaving away cooking and we're making noise i asked you if you needed help and you said no you say go away and do something else. So I did. And I believe that's the that's what's that that's kind of what happens. And so now guys grow up, they never got asked to help with any of that kind of stuff, with the cooking or the cleaning. So they grow up without knowing how to do it. Never, never was able to express their feelings and emotions because no one told them to. Because in the society, men have to be all, you know, rough and tough, keep it to yourself, hold it down. So then they get older, then they get into relationships or try to get to relationships. Now they're, they're a young adult and they get into relationships with girls. And then the girls are like, express yourself. And he's like, I, I don't know how to because I've never been able to do that because... I'm a dude, dudes don't do that. Or he's messy because his dorm room is messy and fucked up. It's like, well, no one taught him how to cook or clean or anything. Or he had to do it by himself and maybe he does it half-heartedly because, you know, he doesn't know the proper, correct way to do it. And that's the society we live in. And then girls complain now when you're an adult. Oh, men, men don't know how to express themselves. Men don't know how to cook or clean. Men don't know how to do anything. But then when men, were, when they were boys, they, they never got taught to do that shit. They never got taught to do that shit. So it's, just, it, it's, it's, it's so annoying that now, like, women are there complaining that guys are this and guys are that. When guys have it hard. Guys are not allowed to do the cooking or the cleaning or expressing their feelings. And then you grow up and get into a relationship and now women are complaining that guys cannot cook, clean or, you know, express their feelings. Now, this is not all men. This is not all men. There are a lot of men out there that can cook, can clean, even better than the women <laughs> and can express themselves. But I'm talking about the majority of this weird masculinity thing that has covered the world. How men are the household figure and blah 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 and it's fuck that shit man that drives people insane that makes them crack under pressure 
like, oh, like, I don't know. It's just, oh, so you just have to understand. You don't know what people have been through. <laughs> you have no idea. And the issue, the main issue is empathy. This world lacks it. This world just lacks empathy. People are not empathetic. People don't take a minute to go, why is this person acting like this? What, what's happened to them? People, people make snap judgments and go, oh, they're just like this. Boom. You're just a dickhead. Boom. You're just a bitch. Boom. 100%. First time I met you, bitch, dickhead. Okay, I remember one of my friends, I love this dude, he's a good guy. And he told me, um, after a few, I think I met him in college, which is high school for you guys. And then I think around university time, he came up to me and he told me, and he goes, you know what? Like, George, the first time I met you, I thought you were a dickhead. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I met you. And I just thought, oh, this guy's so cocky. He's such a dickhead. But then I hung out with you and I realized, oh no, you're just quirky. You're just a quirky guy. You're actually really cool. And I'm like, what? You thought I was a dick? And he's like, yeah, man. I, like, I just wanted to say that because I felt really bad in thinking about that. And I don't know why I judged you like that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man, but you're, you're actually pretty cool. I'm like, oh shit. And that has had that's 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 happened to me more than once. <laughs> um, I think it was in even in the star sign that Aaron uh read out for me, like how people see me, people see me as like I'm a cookie, uh, cocky, and it's and it's interesting. It's interesting. Like I, I I can attest, I've done the same thing. One of one of my mates, I think he's listening right now. I hope you're listening. The keys. I hope he's listening. Like I thought when I when I first met this guy, one of my one of my good mates, uh, met him the first day of university. I thought he was also a cocky dick. <laughs> I thought he was a cocky dick, and then I got to know him, and I realized, oh no, he's he's cool. But I got to know him more, and I'm like, yeah, he is a bit cocky actually. <laughs> he is a bit cocky. He is a bit cocky, but he's not cocky for the sake. But here's the thing. He's not cocky because he thinks he's the shit. He's cocky because it's almost like it's almost like he's trying to hype himself up to make himself feel like, yeah, I can do it. I am good. And he's doing it for laughs as well. He's not being cocky, like trying to put it in your face like I'm shit. Deal with it. Mm. No, he's not that kind of cocky. So we need to not judge people by like what we see we need to be empathetic because you have no idea what they're going through like you don't know who like most most people that you talk to are depressed most people that you talk to are lonely most people that you talk to are going through really bad fucked up shit and you're not even you're not even scratching the surface you're not even you're not seeing anything you don't know and sometimes you don't want to know because what they're going through is something you're not even qualified to handle. And I think that's the last thing I want to talk about. And one of the biggest reasons why people don't talk about how depressed, lonely or depressed they are. And it's because the, the people that you're talking to are not qualified to even handle the shit you are going through like you want to talk to your family and your closest friends 
but they're not qualified. Like, like I said, people who are depressed, they want, they want to hear certain words. They want the, a certain way of people to treat them. Like, treat, like, depressed people, pretty much, when they come out and say they're depressed, they just want to be treated normally, but they just want you to understand what they're going through. I think that's what the major thing is. I'm going through this. Please understand. Don't treat me any differently. Don't treat me like I'm a health risk or that you have to step on thin ice around me. Treat me the same as you've always been treating me, but just understand that this is what I'm going through and act accordingly. That's it. Just act accordingly. Understand that what I'm doing is not because of this, this or that, that you're thinking. I'm doing these things because of what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through in my life and it's affecting me. And this is the result of the shit going on in my life. So just act accordingly. You know, that's it. I'm still a normal person. I'm still the guy, you know, just act accordingly. Don't treat me like I'm some kind of crazy person. But when you do come out and talk to people, they treat you like you're a crazy person. Like now they have to constantly do this or constantly do that and have to check up on you and make sure you get your that. And it's like, it just makes the person feel even more weird and awkward and they don't want to kind of talk more because if this is how people are going to treat me, I don't want to tell more people. Because <laughs> like you're talking to people that are not qualified, your, your family and your closest friends, your best, best, super best, BFFFFFFFFF. They're not qualified. They're not qualified to speak to people or to listen to people, to understand people going through such harsh times. Sometimes they are. Sometimes it's good to just have someone who you know, no matter what, they will treat you the same. And they know you're just unloading a lot of stuff. Like like with um, Aaron. Like when he was unloading his, his stuff, maybe you get, you just get with a person and they just shut up and they listen to you. They listen to you and they're just, okay, I'm here for you. Unload. Let me go through it with you. Let's go through it. Sometimes you get people like that and those people you keep for life. All right. Cause they are the most special people. But sometimes you can have someone that's really amazing. That's in your life, but they're just, they're just not, they're just not <laughs> qualified. So I su suggest that you speak to professionals. There are professionals out there that you can speak to, that you can call, that you can message, that will be there to listen and go through the stuff with you. And even with the people who maybe that you've never felt depressed, maybe you've never wanted to unkill yourself, you also need to understand Right, that if someone comes at you and they say shit that hey I'm depressed or hey I wanna unkill myself, I mean unkill. I mean <laughs> have I been saying unkilled this whole time? I mean I want to kill myself, unalive. There we go, unalive myself. I want to unalive myself, unkill. What the fuck? <laughs> I want to unalive myself. Right? If someone comes up and say that, just sit with them. Talk with them. Let them talk about what they're going through. Just let them unload. Don't, don't feel like, oh shit, oh shit, I gotta put that 
I gotta protect them. Because this that's that's it's a fight or flight situation, isn't it? When someone who's never gone through that is now all of that is, you know, pushed onto them, just whoa, unload, whoa. What? You wanna what? It's a fight or flight. People wanna either stay and protect you and put like this shield around you, or people are like, oh shit, I can't handle that. I gotta run away. <laughs> This is not my problem, man. I gotta go. I gotta bounce. I can't, I can't handle this. So, what I say if you're in a position when someone opens up to you is just to sit there and go, okay, let's sit down. Let's get a, get a whatever, get a coffee, get a tea, get an ice cream, get a burger, get whatever. Let's sit down. Go to somewhere comfortable that we're, you're comfortable with. Let's just talk, just talk. Just open up to me. Tell me everything. I'll sit here. I won't judge you. I'll just listen. Just tell me everything. Just let me listen. We'll go through it together. That's all they want, right? They just want someone to listen. Just, it's more like a massive rant. It's like a massive rant. And then they'll probably have a massive cry at the end of it. Just let it happen. Just be there for them. It's not about you. It's about them, right? Don't run away. Don't don't be like I can't handle this and bounce because that will literally make them probably unalive themselves. That will push them into more deeper depression. And don't feel like you need to protect them. Like you need to. Oh, should I tell your mom or dad? Should I should I do this? You want me to do that? Don't don't do that because then it it's that's just weird. It, it makes them it makes them feel anxious as well. Don't do that because no don't don't do that. So yeah. I hope, I hope you take away something from this. I hope you do. And for those of you who are going through depression and maybe you're in a situation where you are alone, you don't have the friends or family to talk to. The, the thing, the thing I will tell you is that find one thing, find one thing on this earth that you genuinely love to do. Just one, one thing and do it. Just concentrate on that one thing and you love it so much. There has to be something, whether it be uh, watching a TV show, uh, whether it be cooking, whether it be cycling or playing video games or reading or hiking, whatever, whatever it is, just find one thing. Because there's obviously one thing that you've experienced that you really loved. And not, okay, I'm going to express this. Not drugs, not alcohol. Don't eat yourself. Don't, don't, I mean, cooking, yes. Eating, control that because you don't want to gain a lot of weight. But just something that you can hold on to. Like I said, keep yourself active. Do something active. Be active. And then find, after that, find one person to talk to. If you don't, if, like I said, if you don't have family and friends, then there are stuff online. You can find professionals that you can call, that you can message to talk to about your problems. Like life is so, guys, life is so short. It's so short. It seems long, but it's not. It's actually really short. There's only a limited amount of things we can do with the lives that we have. And you're going to, it's going to come to an end anyway. 
life is not forever. It's going to end. So you, you should do the best with what you have. And I know that, you know, you might have had a really shitty childhood or you might have lost something very precious to you or someone else lost something very precious to them and it sent you off into this spiral of depression. But like, like I said, life is short. It's too short to constantly, constantly have this darkness win over you. Like there are ways to... I think first of all, you need to accept that you're fucked up. Not, not fucked up as in like, as in you're depressed. You have to admit that, too. okay, I'm depressed. Okay, let me admit I'm depressed. Okay, then do, then, then do some. Like I said, be active. Go find some. Try and counteract that. You don't, you don't have to unalive yourself. You don't have to. You're going to die anyway. So you might as well do some of the life you have left. Okay? Everything is perception. Everything's perception. If you're young, especially if you're young, especially if you're listening to this and you're a teen, trust me, life is going to speed up the older you get because of perception. If you're young, you perceive life as going slowly because you've lived such a short life that every year for you feels like an eternity. But the older you get and the more life you live, Years start to feel like months and months start to feel like weeks because you lived long enough to understand it's perception. You live, you live long. So it feels like, oh, <laughs> I have lived so much now. Things just seem like they're flying by. It's just perception. Trust me. When you're young, you feel like, oh my God, it's never going to end. Trust me. It's, it's going to end. <laughs> Trust me. So don't don't focus so much on the negative parts of things. Just try and focus on something that you really like to do. Speak to a professional, or if you have a really good close family or friend, speak to them. It's unload. Let express yourself. Express your feelings. You need to stop living in this world where expressing your feelings is a sign of weakness. It's not. Be empathetic to each other and understand that everything is not about you. Don't be a narcissist. Everything is not about you. People are going through their own demons and turmoils. You know? Like you need to understand that. I'll leave it at this, right? So when I was younger, I was feeling down and depressed. And I remember getting a message from someone who I thought was a friend. And the message I got was, um, it was just, it was just pretty much a screw you, fuck you. And I was like, huh? And they're like, oh, you, you, you don't care about me. You don't, you don't message me. You don't see how I'm doing. Fuck you. You're not a good friend. And I'm like, huh? What's this about? Just out of the blue, out of the blue, I just got this message. And I'm like, I don't even understand what's going on. What did I do to you? And they're like, oh, you don't, you don't care about me. You don't care, blah, blah, blah. And then... They, they, they basically they pretty much just burnt the bridge with me. And I was so confused because I was like, what? You, you're going to burn a bridge with me just because I didn't message you like within a month and a half, a few weeks. And then you're just going to burn a bridge with me. And it's like, huh? And that, that really sent me into a deeper depression because I just, and, and, and it's like I was saying, it's like, you, <laughs> 
fall into this deeper depression because you feel like all of these bad things you deserve. It's like, oh, maybe I, maybe I did do something wrong. Maybe it was my fault. Maybe, oh, oh no, what, what did I do? I, I'm so confused. What? So you, you believe that all the bad stuff that happens to you, you deserve. And that message right there from someone who you thought was a friend sending that to you, what, just because I didn't message you for a few weeks, what they didn't know is that the reason why I didn't message anyone for like a month or two was because I was going through such depression. I was going through such bad shit. But then they go and think, oh, you don't care about me. Oh, you don't care. Blah, blah. I'm just going to send you this really fucked up uh, message. And it's, it's, ugh. it's, ugh. guys, please, empathy, 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 please. <laughs> That's what's the, <laughs> please, let's just look at the actual definition of empathy. What's the definition? The ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Okay? The capacity to understand or feel what another person is experiencing from within their frame of reference. That is, the capacity to place oneself in another's position. Definitions of empathy encompass a broad range of emotional states. So please, 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 try to be empathetic. We really need to express more of our feelings. Stop this bullshit of men are not supposed to express anything. Men are sensitive. Men, men want, men want relationships. <laughs> we we want to love too. And you, the world needs to let us. And women... When we need to stop this thing where they think that um, men don't want to talk about feelings and so women don't talk about their feelings and ex they, 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 <laughs> women don't want to talk about their feelings because they think that men can't express their feelings and so then they don't talk to men about their feelings and just expect men to just mentally know what's going on in their brains. Like you're supposed to mentally channel what she's thinking and feeling. Like we need to stop this madness, man. It's madness. It's madness. It's madness. Society are the mad ones. You're not mad. It's just you're just going through something. At least, at least one person. I mean, at least every person on this planet has experienced experienced depression in some sort of way, right? So if we all talk about it and we all express it, then it's not going to be this thing where. People want to be like, I've never been depressed before. I'm better than you because I'm not mentally unstable. It's like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. See you on the next one. Sorry about this one. I didn't want this one to be so... <laughs> I didn't want this one to sound so um, down. But it was just something that was on my mind. Something I wanted to talk about. So, just take that with you. Express your feelings. Be empathetic. Have a lovely week. See you next time.